the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Rydenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries, this gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian, clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, the last marching orders that were given by the Lord Jesus Christ to his apostles were those of Mark 16, verse 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The preaching of the gospel is the greatest work in the world because it is a work commissioned by our Lord. It is the only work that empowers lives to be changed. It is the only work whose results will last throughout all eternity. It is strange that there are those who believe the preaching of the gospel is foolishness, but that is what it is to some people. Paul said so in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. But seven verses later he was quick to add, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. One of the many great mysteries of God Almighty is that he entrusted and placed into the hands of men the great work of preaching the gospel. He could have chosen special angelic messengers to preach the gospel, but he didn't. He could have bestowed immortality upon Peter, Paul, James, John, Jude, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to proclaim the gospel message, but he didn't do that either. And what to us would have been the best idea of all was that he could have left his son, Jesus the Christ, on this earth following his resurrection until the judgment day to proclaim his gospel. But he decided against that option as well. Instead, God put this awesome responsibility of preaching his eternal word and the saving of souls into the hands of us mortal men. 
The story is told of how Jesus was surrounded by his holy angels after he returned to heaven following his resurrection. The angels had many questions, but one of them was, now that he was back in heaven, who was going to continue his work on earth? Jesus replied, Well, while I was on earth, I gathered a group of men around me who believed in me and loved me. They will continue to spread the gospel and carry on the work. Gabriel was perplexed and asked, You mean Peter, who denied you three times, and Thomas, who doubted your resurrection? You mean to tell us that you left them to carry on your work? What if they fail? What is your plan if that doesn't work? What is plan B? Jesus said, There is no plan B. Ladies and gentlemen, either the church preaches the gospel of Christ, or it will not get preached. In Romans 10, we are told of the extreme importance of the gospel preacher. Paul asked four questions in verses 14 and 15. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? These are four good questions, each deserving a message of their own. But it is the first five words of that last question that is the focus of this message. And how shall they preach? There are many men, and in this day of great apostasy from the one faith of Ephesians 4-5, there are many women across this land standing behind pulpits who say they are gospel preachers when they are not. Many of these men and women are good talkers, good counselors, good psychologists, good devotional givers, good motivational speakers, but they are not good preachers of God's gospel message. The modern-day message and the messenger who delivers it would do well to line up with the pattern of the messages of the first century New Testament church that Jesus built. The New Testament is replete with the preaching of the apostles of Jesus Christ. So examining their example, let us answer the question, and how shall they preach? The answer to this question cannot be given in only one message, so we will have to tackle it in two or three others. One earmark of the New Testament apostolic preaching is that it was done in honest boldness. We have time to consider only two examples. The first is that of the Apostle Paul. It was at the end of Paul's third missionary journey that he called for the elders of the church that Jesus built in the city of Ephesus, beginning in verse 18 of Acts 20. He spoke to them of his ministry and his preaching. He said, I kept back nothing that was helpful but proclaimed it to you, and taught you publicly and from house to house. 
testifying to Jews and also to Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was an honest preacher. He was able to honestly say, I have kept back nothing. His honesty was coupled with his boldness. For as he went on to say in verse 27, I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So Paul, in view of what you said, how shall they preach? With honest boldness. If you are a preacher of God's word or plan to be one, for your sake, for the sake of those who listen to you, and for the sake of God, preach the word with honest boldness. There is a divine principle written in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel 3, verses 17 through 20, concerning a responsibility that preachers have to both man and God, that of exposing sin. God told Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you did not give him warning, he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. But his blood I will require at your hand. There is no legitimate excuse any preacher of the gospel can give for standing behind the pulpit, never addressing sin. There is no room for cowards behind the sacred desk. There is a belief among some preachers that sin ought never be addressed from the pulpit. There may be various reasons for this belief, but none of them is acceptable. Positive messages are good, and they have their place. But preaching only positive messages is not preaching the whole counsel of God. There is a negative side to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is that rejecting Christ and his gospel leads to eternal everlasting hell. Apostle Paul also wrote 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 7 through 9 to the church Jesus built. He said, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, he will take vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Ladies and gentlemen, the good news is that sin can be forgiven. The bad news is the wages of unforgiven sin are death. Because Paul was able to say, I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God, he was also able to say in verse 26, 
I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. It is sin for any member of the church that Jesus built to ignore and whitewash sin, but it is especially so for those who are charged with the responsibility to preach the word in season and out of season. Preachers of God's gospel are to be ambassadors of Christ, not diplomats of the devil, evangelists, not entertainers, deliverers of truth, not equivocators of mush, preachers of God's revelation of salvation by being born again of water and the Spirit. How shall they preach? With honest boldness. In ten passages of Scripture it is written that the Apostle Paul proclaimed God's Word in boldness. He preached with the courage to tell it like it is, not to tell it like people wanted to hear it. Bold preaching was so important to Paul that he requested his brethren in Ephesians 6, verses 19 and 20, to pray that he would open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which he was an ambassador in chains, that while in those chains he may speak boldly as he ought to speak. If Paul asked for prayer, that he ought to speak boldly, how much more does the church need to pray today for her preachers, that they will speak boldly the word of God? Apostle Paul was not the only apostle who preached with honest boldness. A case of bold preaching by the apostles Peter and John is recorded in Acts chapter 4. They had been arrested by the religious authorities of their day for healing a lame man in chapter 3, and used that miracle as a springboard for preaching in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. As a reward for their faithfulness to the commission of Christ to preach the gospel to the whole world, they were cast into prison. On the next day, they were interrogated by the religious authorities, whose positions were threatened by the message preached by those two apostolic messengers. By what power or by what name have you done this? They were asked taking the lead and speaking on behalf of John, Apostle Peter responded in verse 12, referring to Jesus, the one who the religious authorities detested, Peter said, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We need not speculate how the words of Peter were delivered, or how they were received. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. It was evident to their inquisitors that they had been with Jesus. They spoke just as Jesus spoke with honesty, with boldness, and with authority. It can be a dangerous thing for a preacher to spend time with Jesus and His Word. 
Spend enough time with him, and he will rub off on a preacher. The preacher and his preaching will become like that of Jesus. After the religious leaders beheld the boldness of apostles Peter and John, it is written that the two of them were commanded to go out of the council, while the council conferred among themselves to decide what should be done to them. The council could not deny the miracle that was done in chapter 3. They could not deny that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. All of this was common knowledge to all who dwelled in Jerusalem. Like little boys hiding behind their mama's apron, the council members secluded themselves to make their gutless decision. It was this. Don't you dare speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus anymore. The council were silly little boys, thinking their warning would stop these men of Christ from preaching the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, with honest boldness. The two apostles replied in verses 19 and 20, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This was first century apostolic preaching. How shall they preach? With honest boldness. Apostle Paul prophesied to his young disciple Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verses 3 and 4. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Fable teaching and false challenges to God's word have not ceased. They never will cease as long as men walk the earth, and the devil is the god of this age. The only way for the church to combat Satan and his kingdom is to preach the truth of Christ's gospel with honest boldness using the sword of the Spirit. The preaching of the gospel of Christ is the most offensive job in the world. It is offensive not only to the lost, but also to some who profess to be saved. Preach the necessity to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you may be forced to join the ranks of the unemployment lines. Preach the necessity to observe the sacred Lord's Supper table on the first day of every week, and you may find yourself looking for another congregation. Even preach that Christ saves only those who obey the one plan of salvation recorded in sacred script and you may find yourself at odds with the local church leadership. The preaching ministry is a dangerous occupation. It always has been, but especially in this day of liberalism, compromise, and biblical ignorance. Is this true? Preach pop psychology, feel-good fuzzy messages, milk-toast devotionals, and pulpit poetry and you have a good chance of keeping your job. Preach repentance, commitment, obedience, 
baptism for salvation, faithful attendance, generous giving, and involvement in church ministry. And you might want to have a resume ready to send to the next congregation. There are preachers who stand behind the sacred desk more concerned about saving their job than saving people from hell. Christendom is full of preachers who are just too chicken to preach God's word with honest boldness. But that is how they should preach. That is how they must preach if they are to save themselves and those to whom they preach from going to a godless hell. It is sometimes remarked that preaching in the way described in this message cannot be done in these days. Preaching with honest boldness drives people away, we're told. That this is not true is evident when one takes the time to read the ministry of Jesus Christ. No one was loved as a preacher by so many more than Jesus. He drew multitudes. He had something to say. He spoke the word of God with authority, with honesty, and with boldness. He said in John 12, verses 49 and 50, I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. But ladies and gentlemen, he also said in John 8 verse 24, If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Those who love God and his word will never be satisfied with hearing only a part of it. The preacher who loves God and his word and God's people will never be satisfied with his own preaching unless he preaches the whole counsel of God. The hearer, the one who listens to the preaching of the word, who truly loves God and God's word, and loves his preacher, wants to hear all of God's word. He wants to hear the whole counsel of God. A partial gospel message does no one any good. A partial gospel message saves no one from their sins or from the consequences of their sins, hell. So, if you are a preacher, preach with honest boldness, because preachers, that is how to preach. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever but I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not surrender. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built that preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575 Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, Zip. Four five six zero one. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 